What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase tonight. Jared Goff looks to bounce back this week. Plus, the NFC playoff race is still wide open. And later, the Rams look to add to a strong streak. We preview Rams at Cardinals next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports 4 Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports 4 Radio. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, laying down the law for you guys tonight. We got a cool show. We got Rams at Cardinals this weekend. The first Rams versus Cardinals game of the 2020 season. 2000 and weird is getting crazier by the day, and uh, we are in level 12 now of 2020. So uh, best of luck to everybody. Uh, this is the final level. Fingers crossed. I'm hoping that that calendar doesn't turn to 13 next month. Because uh, we need to get the heck up on out of this 2020 business, right? So, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about Jared Goff a little bit. I do have some stuff that I, I I don't necessarily feel like I need to address this. But I feel like it's something that uh, if I didn't, I, w- I wouldn't be taken serious as a Rams show. So here we are, talking Jared Goff and his struggles. We'll, of course, uh, get into the standings as well. The playoff race, super hot. Super hot playoff race. Uh, coming at us for uh, for the NFC, and uh, obviously the Rams are a big part of that playoff race, bouncing back and forth, being a wild card team and being a division leader. So we'll see what happens. The good news is that if the season ended today, I realize that coming off of a loss, it's never good, especially when that loss is to the 49ers, especially when that means we've lost four straight games to the 49ers. No one is happy about it. Trust me, no one is happy about it. I realize I was a little confident last week. I'm just going to stop my that comp. I'm, I'm, that's over. All right. <laughs> We're done being confident right now uh, until we see some good stuff again. Uh, only in the Niners series, though, because uh, outside of the Niners series, the Rams are doing fine. All right. So uh, I the world is not falling down, despite what you see on Facebook and Twitter from Rams fans. Uh, but then, of course, uh, we'll talk about the playoff race. Uh, right now, though, like I mentioned, uh, the, the Rams actually play at the Giants. And uh, if uh, if the Rams were in the lead for the division, would have to be playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers again. Of course, the Rams did win that game, did defeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday Night Football. It was awesome stuff. Uh, but you know what? Playing at the Giants, uh, I mean, it's one of those things. Do you want to play at the Giants or do you want to play at home against a team that's real? I, it's it's hard. to. It's hard. It's a, it's a, do you want to play on the road at an NFC East team or at home? It truly is a toss-up, in my opinion. I really do. I, like, I can't decide. And then, of course, we got Rams and Cardinals. We are talking about it a little bit later on at the at the back at end of the show. Uh, we'll be talking about that. So uh, let's go ahead. And, we we need to talk about Jared Goff. All right, JG Jared Goff, Goff my lawn. All right. This is this is a, becoming a little bit of an issue. 
Okay. And uh, I can't deny it. I can't, I'm not going to sit here. I like Jared Goff. I wanted Jared Goff. I liked that He's the Rams quarterback. He's been the Rams best quarterback for quite some time. I had mentioned on the show last week, he's the, the best quarterback the Rams have seen since Mark Bulger. I was corrected by many of you guys saying that he's the best quarterback we've seen since Kurt Warner. And uh, I can't deny that. Uh, I'm not, I'm myself a more of a, on the Cardinal Kurt side. He's a Cardinal. I respect him for that, whatever. I respect what he did for the Rams, but he blatantly is a Cardinal. He loves the Cardinals with his whole heart, and he likes the Rams like 25% of the time. So, I mean, yeah, I respect what he did. Um, but the thing is now, now is the, is my problem. <laughs> it's Cardinal Kurt now. But uh, obviously, like 2001 and stuff like that, it was, it was heck yeah, go Kurt. But now Jared Goff, uh, he's... He's been playing fine. Uh, this is this is the thing. Is uh, if you look at from when Sean McVay came in as the Rams head coach, Jared Goff has been playing fine. The thing is, for these last couple of games, Jared Goff has been pretty prone to turnovers. I did see this. Uh, it, it was in an article. No clue where it came from. So uh, sorry to whoever wrote it. But what that article was basically saying was it was actually picking out what teams are doing to one thing. There's one thing, uh, there, there's a lot of things that teams are doing, but this is one thing that teams are doing to kind of uh, combat Jared Goff, and that is when you rush four, and that person, one of the people, let's just use an example of just anybody, uh, just one person maybe doesn't get through the line, instead of keep on pushing and keep on keeping on, just back up a little bit, because the Rams love those underneath routes. So, uh, the... The Kinlaw interception that ended up being a touchdown, a defensive touchdown for the 49ers start to start of the third quarter uh, this last week. Uh, that's exactly what happened. He was he came in, got blocked because it, it was a, an awesome job by the Rams offensive line. And then uh, basically all he did was back up. Cup was coming on an underneath route, would have been open if that guy did not back out. But instead, hit some like right in the numbers, touchdown 49ers. It was sad days. That's exactly what happened in the Miami Dolphins game. Uh, when uh, Jared Goff was spotting them some points in that one as well. So that is one thing that we're going to have to keep an eye on. But I'll be honest, guys. I'll be real with you guys. I never don't want to be real with you guys. I think that that's something that Sean McVay will see and adjust to. Will Jared Goff? I'm not sure. I don't know what goes on in his brain. But I do feel like we kind of have an understanding of what goes on in Sean McVay's brain, which is good things. Sean McVay is a very good coach. He's a very smart coach. I think this is something that he will adjust to. That's myself. That is my opinion, of course. We'll see. Time will tell. Time is the ultimate storyteller, and we will see how that unfolds. But I like those odds. I like Sean McVay seeing that and adjusting. He did, which is I really am a fan of, I'll be honest, because uh, I've been harsh on, you know, uh, uh, Jeff Fisher in the past of he doesn't, he blames the players, he doesn't blame himself. Uh, but Sean McVay has taken all the blame this entire time he's been the Rams coach. And this time, he just, I mean, it wasn't that aggressive. Everybody's like, oh man, he called out Jared Goff. It wasn't that bad. He basically said, our quarterback has to stop those turnovers. That cannot happen. That's just real things that should, uh, that's, that, to me, that's not even calling him out. That's just stating facts that we know. Jared Goff obviously has to, he has to stop those turnovers. These last couple weeks, it's been bad. Uh, going back to the Miami game, it's been bad. He's got to do a better job at maintaining that. And, 
I did see another article that said uh, the, the Rams' loss was not on the turnovers. First of all, yes, the heck it was, okay? If you turn the ball over three times, it's on the turnovers, okay? I realize that the Rams only scored on three possessions and seven times, but there was also three turnovers there. So those odds, not very nice, but you take away those turnovers and at least make them punts, you give our defense a chance. So yes, it's on the turnovers, and whoever wrote that article... I'm calling you out, man, okay, because it's obviously on the turnovers, especially when one of those turnovers is returned for a touchdown, okay, in a pretty tight game, so I, I don't know how you could say it was not on the turnovers, uh, but say, okay, so Sean McVay calling out Goff, I have no issues with this myself, some people might, I don't, uh, I like Jared Goff, I'm glad he's our quarterback, I didn't want Wentz, still definitely don't, I realize that, like, I've seen that comment that, like, there's been Rams fans that are like, today, like, oh, I would definitely take, I would take Wentz right now. Um, that's just an ignorant thing to say because he's playing way worse than Jared Goff. If you want to take some numbers here, uh, just go, I, I'm not going to break it down because we don't necessarily need to go into all, I have it written down. I'm not going to go into all of it. Um, Carson Wentz isn't playing good football either, okay? So, uh, I think Jared Goff is, is the better option, especially for this Rams team and this Rams offense under Sean McVay. I think Jared Goff is absolutely the right call. Uh, but now there's word coming out that John Wolford is, may, is turning heads in practice. Don't buy any of that, first of all. I'm not... Sell all of that stock, all right? John Wolford, we kind of know who he is. He played for the Arizona Hot Shots of the AAF, which is a league I dearly miss. Uh, not the XFL. I don't really care about that so much, but the AAF, I felt, I felt was close to my heart and, and, uh, go fleet, you know? Um, but either way, John Wolford played for the hot shots there, played, played well. And I'm not trying to dog on John Wolford, but to think that he's even in the same bracket of Jared Goff is just not, that, that's just not football IQ. It's just not. Okay. So, uh, Jared Goff is blatantly much better than John Wolford. Confidence low or not. And I think that if you took Jared Goff and put him on the bench in favor of John Wolford, you crush every single ounce of confidence that Jared Goff could potentially have right now in his body. All right. So I definitely don't agree with any of that stuff. Um, but Jared Goff, uh, obviously, obviously we got some issues here. Um, but um, like I said, if if Jared Goff was to be benched, it's not going to be good for anybody. And then trying to bring him back in, that would be bad news as well. So... Um, that, that's really where we're at is, uh, is Jared Goff going to bounce back this week? I hope so. I, but, uh, I guess my, uh, my whole wrap up of all this, all right, let's, let's rein this all in. Uh, my whole wrap up here is the fans saying Jared Goff, he needs to turn it around. Um, or else what, what are you going to do? Just stop watching the games. We don't care. The people who are going to be watching the games don't care if you just decide to stop watching it. There's people boycotting the NFL who feel the need to tell all of us that all the time, and none of us care. So uh, if you just want to join that group, that's cool. It's just for a different thing. That's fine. But that's really my big question is, yeah, Jared Goff, he absolutely should. He should turn it around. It would be really cool if he could stop the turnovers, win some football games, and throw some sick touchdown passes deep to Robert Woods and Josh Reynolds and Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson and company. That would be awesome. Um, if he doesn't, what are you going to do? Like That's really the question. What are you, as a fan, going to do if Jared Goff doesn't turn it around? Because I know myself, and maybe I'm only speaking for myself, and and that's totally fine with me if I am. But if the Rams, if Jared Goff throws 18 interceptions a game, and the Rams go 0-16 every single year, I'm still going to be here watching games and rocking on my gear, doing Rams showcase, putting on the game, clapping loudly, all that good stuff. I'm still going to do that. Will you? I don't know. That's not really any of my business. But 
to say that you're just like to to like call out Jared Goff as a fan and be like, hey, he needs to turn this crap around. Yeah, I get it, and we're all passionate. Blatantly, I'm passionate too. That's why we're even here. Okay, but what 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 is the end game there? I just don't get it. I that's that's my problem now. That's where we're at. Jared Goff, yeah, I would love if he played a lot better this week. And I think he will. I think truly that Robert Sala absolutely just, he does something to Jared Goff that we that I don't necessarily understand. I'm not a coach. I'm not that in-depth into that side of the football game. I'm more into the speaking and watching and giving statistics and, and that good stuff. Uh, Robert Sala, he's doing something that's really good against Jared Goff. The two games against... The 49ers did not look good for us, did not look good for the Rams. Um, that not That's not necessarily indicative of this team, though, because last week we, were, we came off of a game, a win against the Seattle Seahawks and a win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and all of a sudden every Rams fan's talking Super Bowl. We have one game that it doesn't go our way, and now season's over. It's done. Throw it away. We don't need 2020 anymore. Let's just wrap it up. Fire McVeigh, get rid of Goff, start Wolford, who's a free agent, can Blake Bortles, did he, Blake Bortles couldn't play for the Broncos because he didn't wear a mask, but can we sign him, what's like, I, what's Kaepernick doing, I did see that comment, I don't know, anyway, uh, but that's where we're at right now, if you guys want to hate on Jared Goff, that's totally cool, that's your business, but uh, the ones that are supportive here, they we're sick of hearing it, okay? <laughs> yeah, we all want Jared Goff to play better. Even the people who are m- more optimistic, like myself, we all want him to play better, okay? So, jo- I mean, join the club is really what I'm saying. All right, I spent a lot more time on that than I wanted to. Uh, quick, just very briefly, I want to talk about this 49ers game. Let's not look too deep into that one. I kind of already talked about this. I just touched on it a little bit. Kyle Shanahan and Robert Sala have really good game plans against the Rams, and uh, it was really our fault that we didn't adjust to that going into game two. And that's where my confidence was going into that game, is I really did think that uh, McVay and Staley, I thought that they would adjust better uh, coming into the second game against the 49ers, and it just didn't happen. But that does not define our season. The 49ers aren't going to be in the playoffs, and we are. So uh, whatever you guys want to do with that information. Uh, but my money still says that after the Cardinals games, uh, Rams fans are going to be singing a very different tune, not only about this team, but also about Jared Goff. Um, let's see here. Uh, really only one bit of news that I wanted to touch on here, and it's actually nothing crazy. Uh, it's just the fact that the Packers signed Tavon Austin, who is a former first-round pick of the St. Louis Rams. Uh, of course, uh, I was a huge Tavon guy, uh, swish on balling, all that good stuff. You know, all <laughs> I've got a Tavon Austin jersey in my closet right here. Uh, I was a big fan. I was, I, I like Tavon. I have no beef with Tavon. I didn't like that he was a cowboy, but hey, he's got to get paid. You know what I mean? So, um, Tavon, he's going to uh, the Packers. He's going to play with Lafleur. And uh, the reason that I find this so interesting is because we never got to see Tavon Austin under a Sean McVay offense. And it's not the same thing, obviously. We all know that. Uh, but I think it's going to be really cool to see uh, Tavon Austin in a in an offense that's off the branch of the McVay offense. And I'm just excited to see that. Um, but uh, yeah, Tavon Austin is a, is a Green Bay Packer. And uh, no transactions to go over with you guys this week. Um, I'm still, I'm, I'm honestly still holding out hope that we see an Austin McGinnis move soon. Um, we'll see what happens at the kicker position. I also do have fan cases for you guys today after this, um, 
after those game previews. So stay tuned at the very, very back end of the show. Let's take a look at the standings uh, right now. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are it, uh, in first place at 8-3. and three. The Rams would take first place with a win, and the Seahawks lost to the Giants, who have won three straight. So keep an eye on them Giants. Number two is LA Rams at 7-4. and four. Now 1-2 and two in the division. Two games against the Cardinals left, one against the Seahawks. Still very much in control of their own destiny is the LA Rams. Third place is the Arizona Cardinals, the Rams' opponent this week at 6-5. and five. They have lost their last two. The Rams have outscored the Cardinals 195-56 to 56 under Sean McVay. Something to keep an eye on. We'll talk about that more later. And the 49ers in last place at 5-6 and six are guaranteed to be in last place for at least one more week. And uh, you can do with, the, with that information what you will. Um, but I, re- I really put that information in there to tell you guys, like, it's this... It's just a mismatch. Like, the Rams truly just don't match up with the 49ers. It's unfortunate, but hey, they'll be watching us from their couch in the playoffs. So, I'll take it. I will take it. It sucks that we lost to them. I hate losing to the 49ers. But, first of all, I didn't do it, technically. I was just sitting here watching it on my TV. Uh, but, uh... They'll be watching us. So if you guys want to think that the season's over because they defeated us twice, that's that's cool. Um, let's go ahead and go into the playoff race that's on your screen right now. New Orleans Saints at nine and two, Seahawks eight and three, uh, eight and three also for the Packers. The Seahawks do hold a tiebreaker there over strength of victory and that NFC East winner or leader, I guess I should say, four and seven. The Rams, Bucks, and Cardinals all sitting in wild card spots right now. So number one, New Orleans. Uh, they were handed a win last week by the NFL. Their schedule's still pretty cupcake. Uh, the Seahawks still do need to play one more against the Rams if the Rams win that game. Uh, we're looking pretty decent there. Even in third place, Green Bay really feels like they're um, they they feel like they're flying under the radar just a touch. But at the same time, uh, their schedule has been pretty cupcake already this season. So uh, the four the Giants they were one and seven not that long ago would host the Rams if the season ended today. I mentioned that earlier. Let's see, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not as powerful as uh, the media thought they would be, uh, but they're still a good team. They'll still be in the playoffs. They still could uh, could absolutely uh, cause an upset there. And then uh, the Cardinals, if they were to make the playoffs this season, uh, would be their first appearance since 2015. So the playoff race is obviously super hot right now. That's what we're all talking about, um, especially going into week 13. This is really, really where we're buckling down right now. We're about to be into the last quarter of the season, so it's going to be some really awesome stuff. Um, but I think it's time we need to talk about this game preview. All right, so let's get into this. So I hit my head on the microphone there, but we are good to go. All right, so the LA Rams taking on the Arizona Cardinals on Fox at 105 LA time on Fox. Chris Myers, Brock Heward, and Greg Jennings will be on the call again. That is who we had last week. If you are looking at your screen right now, if uh, not, open your eyeballs and look at your screen, unless you're hearing just the audio version, then keep on doing what you were doing. Uh, the Rams and Cardinals game will be shown in the brown areas. It's a little sporadic, kind of all over the place in uh, different little pockets all over uh, this one I feel like is going to be updated though uh, as the week goes on. These are not officially official, finalized, anything like that. So uh, the brown areas will keep updates on that. The Rams are favored in this game by three points. The over/under in this one is forty-eight and a half. Some game notes on this one: Sean McVay has never lost to the Cardinals as the Rams head coach. He is six and zero, oh, one hundred and ninety-five to fifty-six is what the Rams have outscored the Cardinals uh, by with Sean McVay as the head coach. That's an average score 
of 32.5 to 9.3, <laughs> which is just kind of interesting facts. Um, there is two shutouts included in that, so you know, take that information into consideration as well. Um, but Sean McVay has absolutely had these Cardinals number, and uh, this is the best Cardinals team, though, that, uh, that Sean McVay will have seen. So that's something to keep an eye on as well. Uh, the most recent game between these two is just a seven-point win for the Rams. Uh, so hopefully uh, that is not going to be a trend in their uh, in their direction there. So the Cardinals would take second place, uh, if, uh, and uh, the Rams would drop to third if the Cardinals did win this game. Uh, we will, of course, see what happens. I'm not going to say that that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, I think I really do think that the Rams are going to kind of bounce back, and, and uh, the, the conversation is going to be a little bit different uh, next week. But that's just myself, all right? Uh, the Rams could take first place with a win and a Seahawks loss to the Giants. We kind of talked about that a little bit as well. But the Giants, they've won three straight. They're doing a pretty good job out there. Uh, it feels like they get better every single week. They're still not amazing. They still feel real average. Uh, but they do look like they're getting better every week. I do believe, though, that Danny Dimes is not going to be playing in this one. That's unfortunate. Uh, but the Seahawks defense is also super terrible. So we got that going for us. Uh, but uh, any Giants fans out there, I don't know why you'd be watching me uh, 20 minutes into this episode, but uh, we're rooting for you. <laughs> we are. Uh, we're. I'm not necessarily rooting for the Giants, just always against the Seahawks. Um, so I don't know. It's it's weird to me to like root for another team. I have a weird time with that. Do whatever you need to do, but I have a weird time with that. Rams are three and three on the road, and the Cardinals are three and two at home this season. Let's take a look at the matchup first Rams on offense so this is a pretty solid matchup here uh, the Rams offense obviously took a little bit of a step back last week they were uh, last week they were ranked they ranked ninth in passing now 11th as you see on your screen uh, the Rams definitely have the advantage on the ground game should be able to have a decent day, uh, day on the ground with that three-headed monster the the run DMC will will let I'll let it happen I I realize I openly criticized that nickname but I'll let it happen uh, but I, I think this is a pretty solid matchup. Uh, the, the Cardinals defense is their weak spot of their team. Uh, and the Rams offense is technically the weak spot, ranked seventh in the league, just under 400 yards a game uh, total offense. So uh, looking good still, but not as good as maybe people would have expected them to coming into the season when you have that many weapons and Sean McVay. You can say it's Todd Gurley. I don't think so. I did see that comment earlier this week. Uh, from somebody who is not a Rams fan, I don't. I just don't buy it. I don't think that Todd Gurley was that much of an impact last year, really. Um, so uh, the best matchup in this one, I'm going to go with Jared Goff and the Rams wide receivers against that Cardinals secondary. Patrick Peterson, Buda Baker, and Dre Kirkpatrick. They could absolutely give Goff fits if those uh, if that turnover trend his 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 turnover proneness keeps continuing. So we'll keep an eye on that, of course. But I think this is a very good secondary, and the Rams wide receivers need to help Jared Goff. By just creating separation, all right. It's a uh, it's going to be an interesting one to see how the Cardinals kind of deploy that defense, and they have Simmons, who I think is an absolutely incredible linebacker. That's going to be a guy to watch out for in this one. Uh, but obviously, we know Patrick Peterson. I still, I, I still, it hurts my heart to think about Patrick Peterson returning that overtime punt against the Rams years ago. It still hurts my heart. Um, but so Patrick Peterson is always going to be a guy that I pick out in this matchup. But Buda Baker, Drake Kirkpatrick are no uh, no no. Well, I don't know what word I'm thinking of. They, they're they not bad at football. We'll go with that one. Let's take a look at the other side of the football. The Rams on defense. 
Uh, the Cardinals offense playing real strong. They rank second, but the Rams defense also second. Passing the football, the Rams definitely have the advantage here over Kyler Murray in that 15th ranked pass offense. The ground game is where the real battle is on this one. Both teams ranking fourth in that respect. So that'll be a good one to watch. Uh, and then uh, the points being scored here, the Rams still doing an awesome job. Under 20 points allowed per game. Uh, which is incredible in 2020 NFL football. That is tied for third. Uh, you can see that uh, the the Cardinals are putting up 27.6. The best matchup on this one, I'm going to say, is the Rams defensive line versus Kyler Murray. Last year, the Rams did a great job of shutting down the Cardinals, um, but they are clearly a lot better squad than they were last year. Rattling the run quarterback starts with Aaron Donald. The Rams uh, have the speed and the players to stop mo- mobile quarterbacks, but Cliff might have a few more tricks up his sleeve this year than when the Rams swept the Cardinals just a year ago. The history of this matchup, pretty brief history. I don't need to go into it. We talk about uh, division history uh, quite often. Uh, but uh, the Rams do lead the all-time series in this one, 43-38-2. The Rams have lost, or excuse me, have won the last six, all of those being under McVay. We'd already talked about that, though. Uh, I think that's three times. Three times now. Uh, but you know what? It's good to go. Let's take a look at some fan quesos here. I did uh, get a decent amount in, which I am all for. I love it. Um, This is uh, something that um, it kind of fell off, I guess, a little bit. The fan quesos did. Um, But, um, oh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to check a message here. But um, the the best, any way to get them to me is fine. I'll I'll find them. Just, uh, you can comment them below. If you're watching on YouTube, definitely do that. I do check those comments. Last week, I was having some weird problems with my phone, was not able to respond to people, so this week, I will be able to respond to people. My phone's good to go, all right? Um, so let's see. Uh, Jason wants to know, we'll start with you, Jason. Uh, if you had to upgrade one position on the team besides kicker, what would it be? Good call on the besides kicker, because that's blatantly what I was going to say. All right, blatantly what I was going to say. If I had to upgrade one position on this team, uh, I would say middle linebacker. I, I think Kaiser's... I think he's getting better every single week, um, but obviously with him being down, um, I, I don't know if he's going to be in this one. I'm, I'm recording too early to see injury reports, so I do apologize about that, uh, but uh, I would say inside linebacker. I like Kenny Young, uh, but I like him as a rotational guy. Um, I like Micah Kaiser, but he's not that star yet, so uh, that's what I would say. I would say inside linebacker. I like our offensive line. I like our running backs. I like our wide receivers. I like our tight ends. I like our, I like our quarterback. Despite what everybody, uh, how everybody is feeling right now, I still think he's going to, I think he's just going through a little bit of a rough patch. It all happened. It happens to everybody. Okay. You've never just woken up and had just like a, like a rough couple of weeks. Come on now, guys. <laughs> just let I think it'll be okay. If not though, we'll just find somebody else and I'll just support them. It's fine. Um, but I would say uh, for that one, uh, definitely the inside linebacker spot. We got seven questions here from Jay and, uh, we're gonna do where I'm not I don't want to like skimp on your questions here or anything dude but uh I'm gonna go a little fast okay and that's only because I'm I I don't really have a time limit I can do whatever I want I'm the only person at Ram Showcase uh besides uh Reggie and Mike of course Reggie is uh my vi- my visual visual guy <laughs> he does uh he does the lower thirds this is these are all just my personalities um but uh he does my lower thirds and all uh, and all my graphics and stuff and then uh Mike sound guy um his name's mike for obviously reasons uh but it's um mike sherwood and uh reggie armstead if you guys want to think about that 
take your time. And uh, if uh, if somebody comments something really cool about those names, maybe I'll send you a Ram Showcase towel. That's all. That's all. That's all you get. That is the the only information that I'm passing out. If somebody thinks of something cool with those names, I'll send you a towel. All right. Just let me know. Comment below what you think I'm thinking. All right. Uh, let's see. Number one by Jay. Uh, at this point, who do you think is the MVP of the league? This is such a good question, and um, I should have pre-screened these and probably thought about it a little bit more. Uh, but this, is, I mean, it's a tough one. I think that you have to go, and I hate it. Kind of hurts to say it. I think you got to go with Russell Wilson. If I had a vote, if they allowed me to vote, uh, I think that's who I would go with. Uh, because you take Russell Wilson out of the Seahawks, and I think that they're like a two-win team. They are not good. They, I, I don't trust their wide receivers. I don't. I, I don't know. It's just an interesting. It's an interesting dynamic, especially with their terrible defense. When you have a quarterback that can make up for your like last place defense, that guy's really good at football. Um, uh, I hate to say Russell Wilson. I, I know it's a Ram show, but I gotta give credit where the credit's due. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. All right. Number two here from Jay, our offense needs a speedy receiver to get over the top uh, for this scheme to go fully off. Thoughts? That's a not really a question. I get it, <laughs> uh, but I do agree. Absolutely, I agree, actually. I um, This is actually something that I was thinking about. Uh, it's it's one thing I was thinking about as as I was watching the game uh, that Josh Reynolds, this was actually commented by the uh, commentators, um, that Josh Reynolds might be our fastest receiver. That's a problem. Because, <laughs> I mean, as a Texas A&M fan, I've watched this guy's entire career. Uh, he's not a speed demon, all right? Uh, I think that uh, adding some speed at the wide receiver position to uh, open up that that downfield, uh, that, just that downfield aspect like Brandon Cooks was able to bring to the Rams, I think is ac- actually pretty big. And uh, the, the loss of Brandon Cooks in itself is not that big of a deal. The loss of Brandon Cooks' speed is a big deal. Number three. You win a fan contest. Your Nattler will stand on the sideline with McVay and call three plays of your choosing. What would they be? All right. Well, A, Hail Mary first play. Obviously. I don't think you cannot go Hail Mary first play. And then uh, after that, um, if it's third and long, I'm going wide receiver screen. I'm just kidding. That's uh, that's just what McVay would do. So <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, three plays. That's a lot, man. That's a, that could just like ruin your game. If you call three terrible plays, which I've already called one terrible play, the Hail Mary. Um, but after that, um, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with a flea flicker. We haven't seen that under McVeigh yet. What is something else we haven't seen under McVeigh? There's a, uh, okay. Okay. So I'm going Hail Mary one, two, I'm going flea flicker. All right. Uh, and then obviously that's gotta be a deep ball to woods. And then three, I'm putting Aaron Donald at running back and going straight at him. <laughs> Aaron Donald at tailback, a gap, boom. All right, I don't care where we're at on the field. That's gonna you're gonna need multiple people to try to tackle that guy. All right, we saw him when he had that fumble recovery. Uh, was that against the Bucks? I think a couple years ago. Uh, I know it was gold gold numbers, so it's been a while. Uh, but yeah, it was he uh, was very difficult to tackle. So yeah, I'm going with that one. Let's see here. Number four, turnovers are killing us in the losses. How do you see, uh, what do you see as the main issue and how can we fix it? Uh, oh, can we fix it? Yes, defense wins championships, but turnovers lose playoff games. I absolutely agree with that as well. Um, but um, 
You know, I think the way you fix it is just calling better plays. Uh, I think that calling third, uh, calling wide receiver screens on like third and eight every time, uh, it's predictable. And if I can see it from my couch in Colorado, I guarantee the defensive coordinators can see it. So that's got to stop the predictability. Uh, I feel like we've now reached a point under McVay where we're getting a little bit predictable, and that's becoming the problem, in my opinion. Uh, Goff can be great, but looks horrible at times. Consistency is key. Are we not giving him more freedom with the offense, or is it just who he is? He's a gunslinger um, in the lightest sense of that word that I can possibly use, because he's not super risky, um, but he's he's going to throw the rock. You know what I mean? Like he's not super conservative. So I don't know. It's uh, is it him? Yeah. He's going to have some turnovers. Yeah. He's going to not read some pressure under when he's in the pocket and there's a guy running at him free. He may not feel it. Um, but he's also going to hit some sick deep balls. He's going to hit some amazing plays. Um, I, I don't know. It's, it, you got to take the good with the bad. Not every single play is going to be amazing. And, uh, for every time Jared Goff throws an interception, if you just want him to be gone, then I don't know what to tell you. You're never going to be happy. If if every time Jared Goff turns the ball over, you hate him and want him gone, you will never be happy. It's not possible to have a guy that does not turn the ball over ever, okay? Uh, even even Patrick Mahomes turns the ball over, all right? So I don't know. I don't know. What, uh, Jared Goff is not able to please Rams fans, not all of them. Uh, and uh, I think that myself, who's a who's a Goff supporter, and um, and Jared Goff himself just has to accept that, that, that no matter what he does, I, I, I talked about this last week a little bit. No matter what he does, no matter how many times he turns the ball over, but no matter how many times he scores touchdowns, he cannot make Rams fans happy. It's not possible. It, it's, just, it's just not. Especially coming off of a game like this, of course, I was frustrated too. I was sitting there like, come on, Jared, get it together. But I realize also, he's not Austin Davis, he's not Case Keenum, he's not Sean Hill, um, and he's not uh, he's not Kyle Buller, Gus Farad, you know, what I mean? like we can go even further back uh, that we're not we're not watching those guys anymore. And I don't know. He's going to turn the ball over. It's fine. So sixth question here. Imagine a mobile quarterback in this offense. Goff is Goff is a good quarterback. But imagine what Trey Lance from North Dakota State could be. Uh, with McVay, wishful thinking, of course. Um, I only watch Texas A&M college football, so I actually don't know uh, much about the the college guys. Um, I can tell you that Kellen Mond took a big leap this year. That's that's really what I can tell you. He's been very inconsistent and terrible for years. He took a big leap this year. Is playing a lot better football, and Texas A&M is uh, ranked fifth for that reason because they are not better than they were last year, except for at the quarterback position. So Trey Lance, um, I did see, I do see that you left a, a, a highlight video here. I will check that out after this um, this recording, or uh, actually after the uh, everything's done. But uh, either way, uh, I will definitely check that out, man. But um, as far as uh, him specifically, I couldn't tell you. Do I think the Rams could thrive with a mobile quarterback? That's just the way the NFL is now. Um, Jared Goff's not, not mobile, which is a good thing, though. Um, so I, he can move around enough. He's just got to be able to feel the pressure better. And then I think he would be fine. Uh, number seven kicker seems to be resolved for now. Disagree. Um, I still miss Jeezy thoughts on our new kickers performances so far. Trash dude. Uh, the, our kickers have been awful and I'm not happy about it still. I I'm not happy. And, um, I don't think that, uh, Matt Gay is doing awesome. I realize that he did fine against the 49ers. Um, and maybe I'm just, Maybe I'm just a little, little, little scared. Still, he did have that miss uh, against uh, Tampa Bay, 
but I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just being too picky here. But uh, no, I'm still not happy about it. Uh, and I still want a new kicker next year. As long as Mac A can make it through this year. But if he ruins one game for like if he we go for a field goal to win the game and he ruins it, I'm going to be extremely unhappy. And I realize Jeezy did that last year against the Seahawks in week four. But still, still, it's killing me. All right, uh, Jason, I came to your message here. I did have to look at it. Um, I don't uh, have notifications on my messages, so I don't uh, see those typically unless I manually just go check. Uh, when the coaches watch tape, I don't know why you quoted that. <laughs> why you put that in quotations. Are they watching what we see on TV or do they have their own cameras out there? Ooh, okay, I see why you did it there. I'm sure they get a heavily edited version for efficiency, um, but is that tape ever available to us? Uh, it is available in certain regards. I don't know uh, if you guys watch the the QB School, uh, that YouTube channel. I plug it randomly. Um, JT O'Sullivan has a YouTube channel. He breaks stuff down as far as quarterbacks and stuff. Uh, he's got access. Uh, I don't know where he gets it of of like actual game tape. Because uh, actually, what happens, Jason, is um, it's it's not the game tape that we see on TV. Uh, it's just a camera that's just out there all the time. And uh, basically, actually, um, if you watch the All Twenty Two. Like if you have the the NFL game pass and you can go back and watch games and you can watch the all 22 where all 22 players that are on the field are always in frame no matter what. That's what they're looking at a lot. Um, but also you see um, they'll they'll get camera angles from behind and in front of like the like long ways, basically. So you can see the plays unfold instead of from the side angle. because That's a very difficult angle to try to break down film in. Uh, so if you go with the end zone angle, the high end zone angle. Uh, then you can see the plays unfold and like how everything's coming together. It's just a better angle to uh, to review game tape, and that's what coaches are using. Um, but then also you got players like Aaron Donald specifically who will get even more in depth uh, tape, and he'll go uh, and get closer footage of of a certain offensive lineman to see what their tendencies are and stuff. Um, you can see that sometimes they'll show like little clips of like if he's watching film. Sometimes you can catch what he's uh, on and. It is sometimes pulled back, um, whatever. Like it's, I mean, there's different, there's a lot of different things. But as far as uh, what are they looking at, what cameras are they looking at, it's usually not the broadcast cameras. Uh, they usually have cameras set up for that kind of stuff. Um, that just uh, like the all 22s, like I said, and then the end zone cameras that uh, that keep everybody that's on the field in frame. Uh, and it's it's more it's less for theatrics because that's of course what the the broadcast cameras are doing. It's a lot of theatrical like movements and up close and you know, switching and ISOs and all that stuff. Um, the the game tape is not going to have all that. Uh, it's just going to be to to break down the plays themselves. So uh, awesome question. I, now I realize why you put tape. <laughs> so, so it was my bad. I was being a jerk there for a second. And uh, I do apologize. That was my fault. So um, yeah, that's what we got for you guys today. Um, we went a little over than I wanted to, but I think that was my fault talking about Jared Goff earlier. So feel free to disagree with me. Um, feel free to drop comments and, and let me know that you think I'm stupid. I'm totally fine with that. I can take it. Uh, we can also have a conversation. Um, you, if you guys have questions about my thoughts on Jared Goff or anything like that, drop them. I will answer them. All right. I, I have no problems with that uh, at all. And I like how I like opening up the conversation. It's weird to me to only do this one sided and not let you guys respond. So I don't think it's fair if I just lay out all my stuff and then just shut you guys off and don't let you say a word to me. That's not fair. So uh, if you guys disagree with me, that's fine. Uh, let's ha- let's talk about it. That's totally cool with me. I have no, no issues with that. If you guys agree with me, even better. I love being agreed with and, uh, because I think my points of views are amazing. <laughs> so uh, so feel free to do whatever your, uh, your little heart desires. Uh, but we got the Arizona Cardinals this weekend. Going to be a good game. I feel, um, I feel like this is going to be 
an exciting one. I think we're going to see some really good plays in this one. Uh, I, I realize that I, I didn't put as my matchup, because uh, I did the, the Rams defensive line versus Kyler Murray. I realized... It, I did it on purpose, okay? I didn't want to put Jalen Ramsey versus DeAndre Hopkins because that was too easy. We'll do that for the next one, though. We'll break down that matchup, but that is going to be very exciting. Another game of Jalen Ramsey where he's on a, on a wide receiver that's going to be, you know, a, a tough matchup. We missed it last week. Uh, of course, uh, the 49ers just don't have any of those big-name stars like DK Metcalf, uh, Mike Evans. Uh, so we get that back. So we get DeAndre Hopkins versus Jalen Ramsey. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to watch that. That specific matchup will definitely catch my attention. But I'm watching Aaron Donald in this one. Was able to get a sack last week. Um, played well, honestly. Uh, played really well last week. And I'm looking for that to continue. Uh, it seems like he does a very good job against mobile quarterbacks as well. So keep an eye on that business right there. But we are almost at 40 minutes. I've taken up a lot of you guys' live tonight. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and hop out of here. Uh, make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Pretty simple stuff there. Uh, you can also add me as a friend. My name is Joe Branham. Uh, I have no secrets. <laughs> well, my page is public. Go ahead. Uh, if you guys don't even want to be my friend, go comment something. That's fine. Whatever you guys want to do. Um, pretty, uh, pretty reachable. Honestly, uh, do whatever you guys need to do. Uh, have conversations with me. Let's talk about the Rams. I love it. That's why I talk for 40, 40 minutes with, like, this many notes. That's all that's in here. That's not a lot. Um, and I just ramble, I guess. That's, uh, that's like, I'm doing right now. This is why my time keeps going up. What are you going to do about it? Um, but, yeah, that's going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bax. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.